third morning, early morning. Beginnings, beginnings, mm. beginnings, tentative, because uh, that's the nature of beginning, true beginning. If it really is a beginning, is not a program. Mm. Otherwise, it's just the same old thing. Mm. If it really is a beginning, and we need a beginning. a fresh start. can't just be a reiteration of the same old paradigms and uh, priorities or that have uh, failed, that have uh, been stressful and so on. Reorientation. Reorientation is confusing because it means disorientation from the known, the past, the old paradigms. Mm. So there's doubt, restlessness, uh, unsteadiness. This is all good. Mm. So it's uh, the waters of dissolution dissolving, mm. being clear about the need for that, uh, almost like a disorientation from the known and the, and the norm and the programs into mm, some prior form of intelligence, being presence. So when we reflect upon the teaching, you know, this flame light of presence, the Buddha, Buddha, Tathagata, that which has gone forth, that which has come into presence, Dhamma, the wholeness, the balance, Sangha, human commitment, the struggle, the inquiry, the working it out, those who work it out. Yeah. Mm. And uh, then this uh, iteration of mm, what has to be released from these uh, summarily described as the five khanda. Mm not the easiest uh, terminology, but uh, we just begin to just con- consider at least the uh, yeah, uh, fabricated experience, uh, look out for those signs, uh, first impermanence, shifting, changing, and disorientation itself is a shifting, changing of, and you begin to notice, yeah, feeling changes, uh, energies change, uh, uh, thoughts flicker, run through. Mm. 
certainties change. In constant, only held through gripping, through holding, called the upadana aggregates, the aggregates formulated around holding it together. And naturally, that need for orientation is so compulsively strong that holding it together has to be the reflex. In other words, we seek or the automatic seeking is for orientation around these aggregates to be, have the good feeling, to have the, uh, you know, uh, do it, sankara, work for us, mm. uh, to achieve what we wish. Really want that one to be steady. Want the feeling to be agreeable, not disagreeable. Mm. Want the perceptions, impressions that strike my mind to be interesting or, you know, clear. Mm. Yet, uh, it's not that way. Doesn't always feel good. Um, The idea of uh, things being the way I'd like them to be is, happens occasionally. But it's certainly not a given norm. So then, just even with that alone, it's a sankara of, of, you know, agency, of achievement through agency has to be uh, reviewed. At least not lamented over the sense of, uh, you know, not being able to do or trying to do, and just just backing off from that, saying there's another kind of uh, uh, agency has to come up first. It's the agency of awakening, reorientation, and, and truth and clarity, around uh, release, which is not as simple as get rid of it. And release has to be not a matter of just um, getting rid of things, but acknowledging where the grip is. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, to, to experience or to review the holding, 
they're trying to hold uh, the tension or the and you know, that this is something that could be stepped out of could be seen in perspective so at the beginning you know one feature of our process is just this ability to de-establish attention not to rivet attention but to loosen it because attention itself gets it's a sankara it, it tends to obsess it tends to steer into uh, or take part of that, that holding on something to hold on to mm. something to get going something to make work something that will bring me to a certain state just, just, just to be able to disestablish, not as some final thing, but just as the, the water of releasing. Um, so, a suggestion how to do that: you come to not a blacking out or uh, no attention, or what's called deep attention or wise attention or suitable attention mm. and it's a so reflexing attention from the hypnosis of feeling don't feel good or I feel this the hypnosis of uh, agency and try and get this do this make this happen agency of uh, establishing self, I am this, I'm not this, I wish I was this, why can't I be this, how do I ever get to this? It's releasing it from those paradigms, from those energies. Mm. The whole picture. Mm. So one way of releasing it is just to go from this uh, internal struggle to something broader, like you get your hand to open to feel itself not to be picking up this or that but just to feel the hand of it of the mind the mind is like a hand not just to pick up another thing but just that what is a hand anyway what is mind what is that sensitivity with all its panging or trembling. And what is needed, what, what is supportive, is the goodwill. It's this general, it's not like, a, oh, let's do half an hour of meta. It's like do a lifetime of it because that's what's needed. It's not a kind of special practice, though you can certainly home in on that. It's the atmosphere of practice, is the whole mm, atmosphere of practice. We are inclining towards sane goodwill to health, 
what it means first of all, you know, receiving the painful and refusing to go into the despair, negativity, fluster, blaming, self-criticism, you know, just checking that what's needed, not what's compulsive, what's the old program, but what's really needed, helpful, new. May this be well, so simple. Not really a powerful get it done thing, but just to bear experience of mind, sensitivity, what's needed. Strength. Ground. So where is that? Well, it's a, a progressive unfolding, you might say. It's this, that intelligence which acknowledges the uh, dukkha of our machinations and fabrications, that which acknowledges it. Uh, that is intelligence. That intelligence which acknowledges it, doesn't anguish over it. This is, this is the structure of existence, it's defective, it does this. It's not a personal failing. It's, you know, it's that acknowledgement, it's not even, you know, feeling, oh well, it's all miserable, so give up. No, no, it's this. So the dukkha of suffering turns just into the acknowledgement of the unsatisfactory or incomplete nature of this, this aggregate experience. Doesn't mean we, you know, we're letting go of the clinging to it. feeling. doesn't mean we don't feel. But that uh, hope and adherence and agitation around feeling, for example, feeling is feels. It's not pleasant. Sometimes it is, a lot of time it isn't. So, Of course, you know, easy to say, but that quality of intelligence itself becomes the ground, because it's true.
because it's true. And when one takes a stand on truth, despite the feeling of discomfort, the uncertainties of the future, certain strength starts establishing itself. And as we absorb the absorption process, it begins to be experienced as a form, something that has even a body to it, the body of truth. You experience it in these sympathetic body systems, where the body is the emotional body, the living body, not the object body, but the subjective the, uh, the energy body, you might say, starts to fall around truth, because it, it is, it loves truth. It naturally grows around truth. And there's a certain strength there that begins to accumulate, builds up. And it's always so generous, it's always available. One can seem to spin off for hours, days, years, weeks, lifetimes. It's always available. You can come back, doesn't matter where you've been. Doesn't matter about how seemingly intractable these obstacles are that seeming intractability is a perception and then and there's a certain spirals into deadlock gridlock you don't want to go there that is a perception that's an assumption, that's an inference. Mm. It's impermanent. It only becomes permanent because one believes it. One orients around it. One seeks some statement, some perception. some scenario, some, hmm? really this uh, release, this letting go, sounds like the negation, because from the point of view of, you know, the old paradigms is a negation. It's a negation, but in truth, it's a negation of suffering. Feeling presence, sensing it, it's always there. Absorb into it is the key, and the body is the key to absorption. Then it becomes not just uh, an aspiration, 
uh, a, a, a momentary insight, but it becomes almost encoded in your body, in your nerves, in your instincts. Just like morality becomes established, it means you get almost a gut instinct that pushes away from manipulation and harshness and deceit, something in you recoils, becomes a form. So this is this absorption is the key to establishing a form. Um, say dharma form. Even though that is in some ways also just a, another fabrication, but it's the fabrication because we live in a world of fabrication. There has to be a fabrication to meet that. Uh, and this arises from the true orientation and truth. How is it? Presence. Feel it. Breathe it. Don't resist it. This is deep attention. There's a matter sometimes of just acknowledging that those tape loops, those feedback loops, the spins, the thought, are actually not as uh, constant as it seems. There's always a, the moment before, the moment at the end of, these micro breaks in the fabric of existence. The arising must arise from somewhere that you can't track. The subsiding must subside into something that you can't track, but you know there's the arising and there's the subsiding, there's the shifting. You can find those micro pauses. Mm. Relax into that. Firm into that. It's like uh, listening to that which listens rather than the herd. 
to that which experiences the feeling rather than the feeling itself. Appropriate attention. So just to punctuate, and uh, we'll have uh, conclude the session in about 30-35 minutes time with some chanting, so until then just uh, follow what seems appropriate.